As we wrap up the week, we're bringing you one of the many positive messages from our past interviews. Each Thursday, we're sharing stories of our most watched athletes, celebrities, and leaders. We hope these problem-solving narratives inspire you to tackle obstacles in your own life. This week, Jake Paul. Describe the feeling of winning in front of a sold-out crowd at Manchester Arena. Definitely one of the uh, greatest accomplishments of my life. I feel like that's part of one of the main reasons I fell in love with boxing because I I'd never experienced that big of a W. Everything about it was crazy. There was so much on the line. It was like US versus UK, brothers versus brothers. When I took that W on the biggest stage possible and I proved everyone wrong and I had worked so hard uh, to, to achieve that and it was my first training camp in boxing and first fight ever so it was easily like one of the hardest things learning to box in five months sparring every single day i would come out bleeding like i could barely move my arms it's it's the hardest sport in the world for a reason what made you decide to uh, make that transition to boxing full-time or, or even start to consider it? I just felt like I could finally be myself and sort of take back control of my life uh, as a boxer. Whereas before I was doing all of these stupid things to get attention on camera for my YouTube channel. Cause I mean, when you, when you wake up, uh, you know, uh, two years straight, every single day filming a video for 15 minutes. After like a year and a half, you're like, man, how do we keep this entertaining? Doing stuff that you normally wouldn't do just to get views. And that's such an unhealthy place to be in in life. And I feel like boxing gave me uh, just a purpose and a, and a path. And it fit me so perfectly from, you know, the talk the outfits the hype the attention the actual fight like I'm I'm I'm, I'm a fighter I, I fought for everything I have in my life I've really built uh, everything from grit hard work determination and it's been a fight I've learned a lot made a lot of mistakes and so I feel like fighting is an outlet for me to just express myself how much did you learn when you went to the mountains in California in Big Bear and visited uh, Sugar Shane Mosley and that was really where, you know, my passion just went to a whole nother level. And I knew that this is something that I wanted to do for the very foreseeable future. I fell in love with it. And learning from Shane Mosley, you know, what it takes to be a champion. And he would show me that and tell me that every single day, how hard you have to work. and. I remember he took me to a, a gym, you know, just as I was starting to get better and better and better, and I was getting a little confident. He took me to a gym and threw me in with this uh, world champion for, for my first time against a world champion. And the, the kid just, you know, beat me up for three rounds straight. I, I didn't give up. He didn't knock me down or anything, but I took a beating. Like I was bruised everywhere, like messed up nose. And uh, Shane was like, you just earned my respect because I know that you'll never quit. 
and you have a champion's mindset. And now I'm even more excited to train you because I know that you're special. Most people wouldn't sit there and just take that beating for three rounds and not give up. What led to the deal with Showtime? Business is business, right? And, and when I'm putting up massive numbers on pay-per-view, you know, Steven Espinoza sees that. You know, I want to legitimize myself as a professional boxer. And Showtime was the perfect intersection and platform to go to to do this. And, and you said in terms of financial upside, like 250 to half a billion dollars. All I have to do is win. The pay-per-view numbers are there, right? So, uh, and the fights are only getting bigger and the, the revenue is only increasing exponentially by e each fight. Uh, so, you know, five, six more fights, I can make $250 million for sure. You have a goal of becoming a billionaire. Um, explain why you love talking to billionaires. I think they create the future and their dedication, their work ethic, and the way they think about life is, uh, is just amazing. The billionaires, once they get to that level, they just wanna see other good people succeed, a lot of them, and they just wanna uplift everyone and give free advice and mentor. And I've never really had a mentor, uh, you know, sort of take me under their wing. And so I've just learned from different people. How well do you remember the unsolicited email you sent to Mark Cuban? <laughs> I was a young entrepreneur creating my first company. I was 18 years old. And uh, my idea was to create, you know, a social media group, almost like a boy band, but for social media. And I went out to raise money from investors. I cold emailed Mark Cuban, and he basically uh, said, "You know, I don't, I don't think this is a good idea, but good luck." And rightfully so, you know, uh, you, you know, I probably wouldn't have thought it was a good idea any either, but turns out it was. You know, we became the number one most talked about thing on the internet digitally that there was for about two years straight. And I uh, framed his email and put it above my desk <laughs> as motivation every day to just like prove him wrong. And credit to him for at least getting back to you with anything. No, exactly. I mean, it's inspiring. You know, I think I don't look at it as a bad thing. I thank him for denying me. One quick favor before you leave, please consider giving the podcast a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping us reach new listeners. Thanks for your support.